welcome to Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. And this week we are going to be discussing The Trust, A Game of Greed, which is a new Netflix series uh, that just came out a few weeks ago. The finale just dropped this past week. So um, we're excited to talk about a brand new show, brand new concept. Um, I think we both have a lot of thoughts on it. So um let's go ahead and get started on the news before we get into the trust so probably i think the number one story from this past week was that monica garcia has exited the real housewives of salt lake city after just one season on the show she basically came in blew up the whole show and is now leaving will not be returning for season five um this has been described as kind of a cooling off period, kind of similar to maybe like Dorinda's I'm on pause where, you know, maybe not fired, potential to come back. Um, Molly, what were your thoughts on that? I know you really didn't watch the whole season, but you did watch the finale. You do kind of, you know, are are aware of everything that happened there. And um, what are, are you glad she's not coming back, sad, hoping she returns later? Or what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it's good that she's not coming back. Um, I feel like with the bomb that bomb that dropped of all the stuff with um reality bonties that like she just doesn't really deserve a spot there anymore in the cast. So I think it's good that she's not gonna be on the next season. And I don't know if she even will come back again. Like I don't see that happening, but maybe, maybe she will. Yeah, I, I think it's good that she's not coming back right away, especially because they are starting to film like within, I mean, literally, I think the next week they're starting. So if they were, if this was one of those seasons where sometimes after, you know, a very intense season, they'll take a little time, a little break away from the show and they won't film for a few months. I think if that had been the case, I could have seen it more likely for her to be able to come back because it gives time for things to cool off, you know, high emotions, high feelings, like you take some time away from it and maybe people would be a little bit more accepting of not, not everybody. I don't think Heather would be, I don't know that Lisa would be, but like maybe someone like Whitney, someone like Mary, you know, would be a little bit more likely to kind of accept her back in the group to some extent. So because this is so quick, such a quick turnaround i think it's probably for the best that she's not coming back right now look i wouldn't be shocked if she mid-season even like popped up in not necessarily like in a full-time capacity but kind of just keeping her in the mix a little bit i'm sure they'll want to use her if they can in some sort of like the trailer like oh my god the surprise appearance by monica I, I could see that happening and then maybe kind of like slowly reintegrating her back to make a full-time return in season yeah. six that I could see because she, for one season, she made such a huge impression. <laughs> that was so unusual. And I don't think that this is the last we'll see of her. I mean, even if she doesn't come back to Salt Lake right away, she'll be on the traders. She'll be on house of villains. She'll be on something <laughs> that yeah, I, this isn't the last we're seeing of her. Yeah. Definitely, but we'll just have to wait and see what she will be on when when it will be. Yeah. Um, okay, now keeping it in the Bravo verse, um Caroline Manzo is suing Bravo. She's also suing uh Shet Media, the production company, and uh 
basically everybody else that breathes um (laughs) (laughs) uh over the alleged uh brady glanville sexual assault allegations um from real housewives ultimate girls trip season what was supposed to be season four is now season five if it ever is gonna air i feel like that's becoming less and less likely as time goes on because this filmed january of 2023 i believe um or or very early in 2023 at least um so it's been a, a very long time and we haven't seen it yet so is she is now officially suing bravo for this uh incident and it's just kind of ugly all around i mean it's hard i I don't even know what to think of it necessarily because the allegations that caroline describes are pretty gross you know if true but what's strange to me is that it seems like most of the cast that was actually there is supporting brandy and so that kind of is weird to me that like if this is all true then why is everybody so, because a lot of this seemed to have happened in front of everybody I don't know it's weird um, but yeah I know I mean I know Molly that you're not necessarily like up to date on all of this but um, what are your thoughts generally speaking on I guess like because we've seen a lot of lawsuits in the last year I feel like with Love is yeah. Blind with Bravo like there's so many I wonder what it is about like now in this time that it seems like there's so many more lawsuits in the reality tv world than there ever used to be yeah no i'm not up to date with all the bravo stuff as much but i feel like within lawsuits in reality tv like i don't know like i guess like it does make sense in like ways that like people are just not feeling like they have that like whatever like with the ways that they're treated and all the stuff that's going on in the shows that like they just feel like this is the only way to make take action on it um which like obviously is a good thing to get their voices heard but I feel like in a certain way like it's sometimes they can be a little bit overboard in some of the lawsuits that are happening um but I don't know because we don't see like all the things that are going on so also I guess overboard could be like relative as well like not really knowing that side of it but they are agreeing to go on a show like there's all these contracts and everything going into that so like that also is a factor and like it just there's a lot of nuances within it yeah we'll see where it goes you know who knows whether this is gonna keep going anywhere or whether you know settle out of court or you know we'll see what uh what happens with it but i'm sure we will get more updates as time goes on yes we'll see um okay and then the well no not actually the last (laughs) but staying in the bravo world um alexis bellino has officially returned to real houses of orange county in a friend of role for season 18 um, so Alexis, we talked about this new story a few weeks ago that Alexis Bellino um, is now dating Shannon Bedore's ex-boyfriend, John Jansen. Um, Alexis and Shannon were not on the show together, but they were both on Real Houses of Orange County at, at various times. Um, so, you know, I know last time we talked about, you know, whether this was a little too close to home, even though Alexis uh, doesn't know Shannon uh personally they obviously have a lot of the same friend group um what now that we know that she is returning to the show um molly do you 
does this change your mind at all, I guess, of whether you think this is uh, too close to home for Alexis to be dating Shannon's ex-boyfriend now that they are going to be working together? Uh, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I guess that was kind of expected in a way, just because, like, they obviously want that drama, if that's what's happening in, like, their lives in the real world, like, Bravo's going to want to capitalize on that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, in general, like, she knew that being in the same friend group, being in the same show, like, that was obviously, like, a risk there of overlaps. So, I guess it is. It is a little of a sticky situation still, but it's going to make for good TV. So I can't be too mad about it. Yeah. I'm happy that she's coming back too. I think there it was really kind of like iffy right until the very last moment, it seems like. like I, I know mm-hmm. that um, Emily, one of the current cast members, was saying that she was supposed to film a scene with Alexis and then she didn't think it was going to happen. And then she did, you know, like he kept getting kind of like canceled and then re-added back. So it was kind of this, uh, you know, Alexis wasn't, I don't think she was confident whether she was going to say yes or not until the very last moment. So I'm glad she did, because I feel like everybody's talking about this and it would be really disappointing if the new season aired and the she wasn't around like this never became a thing. So I think this will definitely um, keep everybody's interest uh, going into the next season and uh, everyone will be really interested to see kind of what's going on, because now uh the trace amigas tamra vicky and shannon are all having a falling out too and because of all this uh and so it's kind of this was really like the um catalyst for a lot of the drama that it seems like whether she was there or not was going to be talked about so i'm glad that now we can really like have all the players there (laughs) yeah no for sure that'll make for more more conversations that wasn't won't just be like oh well alexis says this or like she'll actually be there right Exactly, exactly. Um, Today, we got the trailer for um, Hulu's new season of The Housewife and the Hustler, um, which was, season one was about um, the Erica Girardi from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills um, and uh, the whole scandal with her husband, Tom Girardi. And um, I I don't know that we knew there was a season two, going to be a season two of this, but um, apparently there is uh, coming up February 12th. Um, And it actually has a scene of Erica talking with some of the victims of the um, plane crash that famously, uh, you know, was the source of a lot of the money that Tom was misappropriating. And, um, you know, Erica had been very hesitant in the past to even say the word victims and uh now she's actually talking to some of those victims so i think that's going to be super interesting um i'm not sure how aware you were necessarily of this whole scandal but um uh yeah i'm i'm really excited for it yeah i didn't see season one um but that all sounds interesting so maybe i'll have to watch it's really just i i said season it's really like just a documentary like it's one episode oh. so oh. yeah it, it's just okay. a special okay so that it was only one episode i definitely can watch that yeah um, yeah yeah. okay yeah no that sounds really interesting i'm excited then to watch both the first and the second uh documentaries of that but yeah i mean i didn't i didn't realize that was a show and like I yeah just, it's like one i feel of like those... i heard about it but then i like forgot yeah hulu does these sometimes i think it's like in association with uh like not dateline nightline um i i think is abc's version 
Um, and they did one for like Jen Shaw and her scandal. They've done it for a couple of like kind of like Bravo pop culture scandals. Um, they'll do the documentaries like this where they interview kind of people in the peripheral of this. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I'm not sure who they interviewed specifically for this one, but the fact that they got Erica to film for it is kind of crazy. Um, and I, I think that'll be very interesting because it feels like the scandal is kind of we've talked they've talked a little bit about it on the show this year but it's kind of like a little bit like we've moved past it so um I'm not even sure like I'm fully aware of all the updates like current updates on it so it'll be interesting to to kind of get those those updates um, and then the last story in the Bravo verse before we move on is that a uh, former Summer House cast member Hannah Burner um, has landed a Netflix comedy special. Uh, she was on seasons three through five of Summer House and has really blown up on TikTok and in the comedy world um, ever since then. And uh, for her, yeah, so it's really cool that she's landed her own Netflix comedy special. That's that's a pretty big deal. So I'm excited. Yeah. I know her actually not from being on Summer House, but I know her just from like seeing her comedy. Yeah, no, I feel like um, a lot of people, like she's really yeah. blown up, like, and people don't even like necessarily know her from Summer House anymore, but that's kind of where she started. Yeah, I didn't realize that until this yeah. literally talking about it right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. I just know her because she's friends with like other female comedians that I, I follow as well. So then they have done like podcasts with her. So then when she was on their podcast, the podcast Girls Gotta Eat, I love their podcast. Like she was on that podcast. So that's what I heard, how I learned mm. about her. And so that's that's how I know Hannah. But that's funny that like yeah. she started, you know, she, she, blew, she was probably, she was already doing the comedy, but like she became more famous after. Yes. That. Yeah, exactly. No, she was, she was already um, in the comedy world, but um, really blew up after she left the show um and you know tiktok really at that point was kind of at its height and um and and so that was really when uh she started getting a whole new following yeah i'm Um, excited for her comedy special yeah i am too that's gonna that's good that'll be good i'm sure um now going into the bachelor world um, so we had former Bachelor producer Alana Noel um, went on um, Courtney Robertson's podcast for uh, Courtney's famous of the winner of season 16 of The Bachelor, um, Ben Flagenic's season, you know, winner, I guess, is a, a strong term for that. Um, <laughs> um, the skinny so she- dipping in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to watch that season. So it was such a rare occurrence that the villain of the season wins the season. I don't even know if that's happened ever since then. That might well, be well, it's not since then, but before that. Was before, again. yes, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know that since then that's ever happened. Um, no, I can't think of anyone. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Um, but she spoke out um, a lot. Of, she spilled a lot of behind the scenes tea on that podcast. So she has her own podcast as well. But and I think she talks a little bit about this um, situation, but she really went into, I think, a lot more detail on Courtney's podcast. Mm-hmm. And she talked about this relationship that she had with another uh, former producer and how he was, um, you know, very um 
he had some sexual relations with cast members, um, some of the women. Um, I think they particularly really focused on Clayton's season. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go into all the details, but um, for anyone who's interested, I would highly recommend taking a, giving that a listen. It's really, really interesting. And um, what's the it, podcast called? Uh, it's Courtney Robertson's podcast. I think it's like something after when. Oh wait, I, I'm gonna get mixed up with another podcast. Hold on. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that. And now I want to go listen to it. <laughs> after reality, I think it's called. Hold on, it's loading. Yeah, after uh, after reality with Courtney Robertson. Okay. So this is the episode. Alana Noel is her name. The producer um it's I, I think it's the most uh no it's not their most recent episode anymore but um it, it's just a couple down uh but it's uh yeah it's really interesting and um it kind of almost reminds me of that show unreal if you watched it um which was a scripted show that um kind of actually i think i believe some former bachelor producers were producers on that show and it was, you know, a very heightened version of kind of like behind the scenes on a Bachelor type show. But it was kind of crazy because a lot of the stories she was telling were like, oh, my God, that's like basically a storyline from Unreal. Like, this is actually kind of wild that this really was happening on the show. And um, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. So I would say definitely go listen to that. And um and let us know your thoughts <laughs> yeah no now i'm curious and go and listen and we can debrief it later <laughs> yeah um in happier bachelor news <laughs> um we have uh Susie evans um and justin glaze um have uh announced they've hard launched their relationship um this was kind of i feel like known but unsaid for a little yeah. while but now it is officially official that they are together what are your thoughts yeah I'm really happy for them because as you said like people were speculating this for a while since they have they were even playing it up of being like in all videos together like the two of them were just hanging out like going to dinners getting drinks like they were hanging out a lot and if like the videos that they were posting on TikTok like were very much like insinuating something but like it was like hidden and as well like being like friend or like you know like they were like specified they were just friends but it wasn't obviously for a while like they have been dating they said since I actually forget when they I think it was October mm. um around time around that time that they actually like tried to date more than like because they were friends before that for a while as well so they took their time to announce that like they were actually boyfriend girlfriend now um but I'm really happy for them and I feel like they work well together so I feel like that's like they're gonna probably be end game for each other so I'm excited for that yeah no me too I, I was kind of curious about the timeline because there were rumors that Justin was potentially along with Marshall, his brother, going to be on Perfect Match this upcoming season. And now I believe Perfect Match filmed in around August of last year. So I guess it is still possible that he was on there because if his relationship with Susie didn't start till October, I guess that just spoils that he didn't find anyone if he was on there. <laughs> um, but 
then in some of the other spoiled casts, he's not on there. So I don't know if he really was, but um, I know at least right before filming when kind of the cast spoilers were starting to uh, to come out, uh, he was definitely on some of the lists that I saw. So we'll see when that comes out. But um, yeah. yeah, I actually on Nick Vial's podcast when Clayton was on it a few weeks ago, he said... He was like, oh, yeah, well, Susie, because he was saying how they're still friends. He's like, oh, and Susie's seeing someone now. Mm. And, like, that might be coming out soon. And I was oh, like, funny. oh, it's Justin. So <laughs> I kind of had, like, a, a teaser from that, which probably people also, other people recognize that, too. But yeah. I was like, I felt like I was in the know before <laughs> with the <now. laughs> I wonder if, well, I guess if he said might be coming out soon, I was going to say, I wonder if that prompted them to make their announcement, if, like, they were like oh well now Clayton said it like you know. yeah um, I mean it could have been anyone if they were like saying that they were friends like you yeah. know like it could have been yeah. Susie was with someone else but obviously like that wasn't the case <laughs> right, right well very happy for them yeah. uh, and then we have more happy news um in both the bachelor world and love is blind world we have um two expecting mothers um Ashley and Jared are expecting their second child um obviously Ashley I Kennedy and Jared Hybon um from The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise and then Love is Blinds Alexa and Brennan are also expecting their first child uh so somewhere Vanessa Lachey is having a very <laughs> happy day <laughs> yes I'm excited. Just a couple of months. Two Love is Blind babies she got for herself. So happy for Vanessa. Yeah, I love I love Alexa and Brennan. So I'm happy for them. I follow Alexa and she was just sharing some like being, I guess, up with being pregnant that like she's been nauseous and all this stuff. So it's also it's nice to see like, I feel like in now in today's world of social media and seeing the process or not process but seeing like the the overall of like the stages of pregnancy and like seeing that from influencers of people who are like sharing their hardships like you get to see more of what being pregnant is like which I feel like we didn't get to see that for a while if like because social media is now like sharing that as much yeah. like other other people won't really know that unless you experience it yourself I feel like in the past or like you can read articles like you won't really know those experiences. So I think that has been a benefit to having like these people in the limelight and sharing those experiences has been beneficial, I think, for mothers all around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with social media, like these people often, like they'll post every day. Like you yeah. you can really see like in real time, like day to day, the full pregnancy basically, uh, you know, starting whenever they announce it. Um yeah, that's really, I, I never thought about that. That's, that is interesting. Cause before it was very much like, you know, and I guess to a certain extent, you only see what they want you to see. But like, yeah. I feel like now you do see a whole lot more than you ever did when you just had to wait for them to like be on TV or, you know, like now they really do see stories from a lot of these celebrities every single day. So um, yeah, very happy for both of those couples. And then lastly, with our news, um, we have the news that Temptation Island, um, which for the past uh, few seasons has been on um, USA Network, is for future seasons moving homes to Netflix. 
So I do feel like this very much is a good fit for Netflix. Um, it, it fits with like the Too Hot Handles and the, um, uh, some of their other dating shows, Perfect Match. Like it's kind of a, a, in the similar vein. Um, and I love Temptation Island. It's, I think, in its USA form, one of the best dating reality shows, I would say. It's much deeper than you think it would be. Um, and I hope that, I don't know in terms of, you know, whether they're getting a new host, whether it's going to have a different feel to it. I don't know, but I really hope it stays very similar to what it is now, because I think with a larger platform like Netflix provides, I think this show should be so much bigger than it has been. So Yeah, I, I'm i excited for it to go to Netflix. I think that's definitely going to increase the viewership for it, because it's just an easy everyone, not everyone, but like a lot of people do have Netflix and they can access that and everyone's going to have cable and watching that like it's harder to see that um when it's not in a streaming service as easily mm-hmm. um or just like as not not as known that it's like in the the universe um so i'm excited to watch it now that it will be on netflix i mean it's the same exact shift that we saw for suits um mm-hmm. which was on usa and then went on netflix and suddenly became like the biggest show of 2023 so uh it it i think I could see Temptation Island having a similar trajectory. Now, unfortunately, I think the, uh, well, maybe not unfortunately, but um, the current, like the USA seasons will remain on Peacock. They're not, the pre, the form, past seasons are not moving over to Netflix, but so just yeah. for future seasons, it will be. Um, but, okay, well, that's our news for this week. So let's go ahead and move over to the trust. So Molly, um, what were your overall thoughts on the format? Well, actually, first, let me explain the format, I guess. <laughs> so anyone who hasn't watched um, can kind of understand the the show. So the trust starts with 11 people, 11 strangers, who are all living in this beautiful beachside house. And the concept is that they all start as winners. So they can choose to split $250,000 equally among the 11 of them if they all trust each other. But every week, or however often it really was, um, someone got the opportunity to take an offer um, in the vault that would potentially uh, either decrease the amount of money that everybody gets, or um, there would be some sort of offer that would benefit the person in the vault and possibly not benefit everybody else. And then at the end of every week after that offer, um, somebody, everyone would have the chance to vote someone out. Now, you could choose not to vote. And if everybody chooses not to vote, everybody stays in. Or if two people receive votes and it's equal, then they cancel each other out and nobody goes home. But if one person decides to vote or multiple people decide to vote and somebody does receive more votes than everybody else then that person goes home and the everybody else has a bigger share of the prize at the end. Uh, so what, what were your overall thoughts? Like, let's say before you started watching, when you heard about this concept, what were your overall thoughts on the concept as a whole? Yeah, I thought it was interesting to hear, like, because I feel like it's different from other shows that, like, you don't have to vote anyone out. 
like in this setting like they chose or you can choose to do that but if you just want to make it to the end as a group together you could which was really interesting which obviously like going into it like I knew wasn't going to be the case like how can people go into reality tv and not try to win more money than they want to win you know so it's like that setting like I think obviously like you want to believe that maybe people are going to be good and like share it with everyone but that's not going to be the case in reality um but I was interested to see just like in general how the dynamics would be with the cast members and I feel like because they really bring the show to like what it is and I thought that this first season like had a really good cast and I think that there there were people that from all different kinds of experiences all different personalities like all of that like honestly was really interesting to see that how they live together how they were able to have conversations and like learn a lot about from different people's experiences and that played a role into like the votings and all that stuff but overall like I think the format like it did work like obviously like having that be open up in the air of like you don't have to vote anyone out so there were weeks that like they didn't vote anyone out but there were obviously times that they did so it kind of varied based on that each episode um which was also interesting but overall I did really enjoy the season like I had really low expectations I didn't really know what to expect for it um so I was happy overall like watching this sh new show I hope it continues because I I really enjoyed it yeah no I agree with you I th I think before I started watching it and when I just heard you know saw the trailer heard about the concept of it I was intrigued because a lot of shows have had like, you know, where they end the season, especially when it's like a partner show or season of like the challenge or mm -hmm. um, these other shows where sometimes they're partnered up and you get the end love is a uh, love Island has this where at the very end, you know, somebody just can decide whether to, you know, take all the money for themselves mm -hmm. or split it with their partner. And it felt like, okay, well, this kind of is like a whole season of that in a way <laughs> where you can choose to split it every week or you can choose to vote someone out. So I was like, okay, that sounds really interesting. I think like I did enjoy the season and I think it was a, I think it was a good cast. I've seen very kind of polarizing responses to the cast online. I feel like I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of people that really liked them and thought, you know, like you said, that they were very diverse, really interesting. And then other people were like, this is the most annoying cast ever. <laughs> so who knows? But I, I liked them. I, I, they, to me, like there were a lot of personalities that kind of like popped off the screen that were very kind of like charismatic. And, um, and I liked that. Yeah. I feel and, like everyone was like so well-spoken. Yeah. Which was nice. And what like, I really I liked. Like, I was like impressed with everything that they were like yeah. articulating and like all the thoughts that they were having. I was like, wow, like. I wouldn't be able to think this clearly. I feel like if I was being filmed like this. <laughs> no, and what I liked too was that I feel like in a lot of shows these days, when you see their confessional interviews, like they seem very like scripted or stilted or like, mm -hmm. you know, on Big Brother, they're famous for this, just kind of like trying to get them to say like little sound bites and it doesn't feel authentic. But on this show, for some reason, I felt like the confessionals really stood out to me as feeling very authentic. Yeah, like you really I felt like, okay, like I'm hearing what they're really thinking, like they're really like stream of consciousness. And that's what that should always be. And I feel like that the show did a really good job of capturing that. Um, 
I, I do think that the format could use a little bit of tweaking. I felt like the ending was really anticlimactic to yeah. me. And I think that there were moments where I was like, I don't know, like to me, like the challenge if you can call them challenges, like they weren't super interesting. And um, I, I don't know. I think like with a little bit of tweaking though, like there's really something there. Like, I do hope that it comes back for a season two, because I do think that the concept has a lot of potential. Yeah. And I think if they can continue to cast like they did really well, and make a few tweaks, then I think that there really could be a very successful show for them. Yeah, I definitely felt like they were like experimenting with certain aspects of it. I mean, in the first season of any show, like yeah, you're not yeah. sure exactly how that's gonna go. Like, I definitely think those challenges like could be better. <laughs> I didn't really pay attention to most of them, so I was like, what's yeah, going on here? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the ending there, like. The way that they like we pretty much knew they were all going to share it at that point um they could have been a lot faster like they were trying to add on the suspense like i mean i honestly didn't know if they were all gonna like i didn't know if tolu was gonna share with everyone but like it felt like everyone else was so mm-hmm. i know i just it, it was definitely like dragged on at the end there and i think also like the fact that the total prize pot was only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars now look yeah. like i'd take two hundred fifty thousand dollars but when you split that amongst like at the end there were five people still like not less than fifty thousand each yeah it is and then they're like they're saying that that's like life-changing money and i was like with taxes with, yeah they're gonna get like <laughs> twenty thousand i feel like like and look to a certain extent i do understand why you wouldn't want that prize pot to be like two million dollars because at that point it's like okay well even if that's split amongst 11 people that's still a whole lot of money so like then it's like not a big motivator to eliminate people necessarily because like even without eliminating people you're getting a good chunk of change but like i feel like if they made it one million with 11 people that to me would be a good enough motivation where it's like okay when you're starting like you're still getting under a hundred thousand so like you the thought of like potentially like getting so much more i think would be really motivating to them still and like i think they would even want to get it down to like try to get it down to like two or three people and yeah uh, no i i agree with the total amount definitely seems low to me too um but maybe that was just because like they weren't sure how the show would turn out or like the yeah, budget yeah. they could get. I mean, the place they stayed at was so nice. Like maybe they could use some of that budget. <laughs> Netflix has some cash on them. Yeah. I, you know, if if this were on, I don't know, No Shade to Paramount Plus, but like maybe, yeah, like I could get why they wouldn't want to spend a whole lot. But um, <laughs> For uh, Netflix, I think they could make it a little bit more. Like, look, they had a whole game show with $4.56 million, like, just a few months ago. Yeah, that's, it's like, this is a penny compared to that. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's something that I could uh, see them changing in the future, potentially, to give it more, give everybody more of a motivation to really, like, be more greedy and that's I think what you really want to get from this show is people not just wanting to you know everybody get along and everybody split in and I'm not saying that's what we got this season 
but mm-hmm. I do think you have the potential for that to happen in a future season if you keep it at 250,000 because I, I think that you're going to get a lot of people being like what's the difference <laughs> yeah um sure. did you have any um favorite moments from the season anything that stood out to you as something that like a memorable moment that you think um will be taken from this season um that uh in future seasons we'll we'll remember in a year when the season when the show comes back hopefully (laughs) yeah I really love Tolu and Winnie's friendship um and I feel like moments they were having together just like talking I just like like seeing them and then also especially when they were at the table like before the voting was when Winnie called out Lindsay in that moment that like everyone was just like shocked that certain things like was brought up in that conversation that other people like on the other side like didn't really know about um and so I think like in general with that situation like that was just like kind of like I mean we knew what was happening because like we could see what Lindsay was doing but like they didn't see that so it was interesting to see then those reactions and like I feel like when he was able to articulate what was going on like so well and I was so like wow like when he just mic drop moment like she just called it all out um and then I mean Lindsay didn't go out that episode but then she did go out the next time so obviously it like planted that seed of being like you can't trust her mm-hmm. um and so I think that was a really impactful moment of the show yeah and then yeah because that week is when the votes were all vote history was all revealed and that was i feel like really the the last uh last straw for Lindsay's game (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah no i agree i loved winnie and tulu's friendship um and mama j too they were were all great (laughs) um but I feel like one of the moments that really stood out to me was when Bryce revealed his secret that he was the millionaire. Just everybody, especially Julie's reaction, but like just Bryce to me in general was such an interesting character because like on one hand, like he was very likable, but then I feel like he had no idea that he was coming across so like, braggy and condescending and I feel like he just like his intentions I feel like were so good but I just don't think that he at all realizes how he comes across and that was fascinating to watch and everyone even called that out they were like well he's not even acknowledging how like he's sounding right now like what he's saying like he has so much money and like he wasn't even apologizing for being there or like saying like why he wanted to be there it was like or he wanted to have the experience but like for this kind of show like you're not just going into it for the experience Well, and I actually don't even have a problem with that but like if you were to just say it like it it, like I feel like he was trying to justify his being there where I don't even know that that matters so much but I think like it was just the the way that he was saying like oh and I was wearing right now these like million dollar shoes or whatever he was wearing like it's like uh, okay why why say that like that's not helping your case yeah <laughs> and also why did he bring his Louis Vuitton like skincare bag if he wanted to like fly under the radar right right like I feel like yeah. I, I think that he has every right if he is cast on the show he has every right to be there just like everybody else 
but I think that he just needs to be a little bit more self-aware of how he's coming across and of how people are perceiving him and being compassionate to that rather than kind of rubbing it on all their faces. That was what yeah. I, where I think he went wrong. Yeah, I mean, then they voted him out. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Karma. Yeah. <laughs> um and we talked a little bit about this but any um favorite or least favorite players from the season yeah no my I would say my favorite player overall would be um Tolu and Winnie or like players because like they're kind of together but um I really liked also Brian Mm. Brian was really fun to watch I feel like he just like I don't know it was interesting hearing his perspective of a lot of those like all the offers that he was given, he was turning them down. And like, he just seemed like a really My genuine... integrity is not for sale. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a good line. <laughs> that was another favorite moment. Um, but I don't know. I just like, honestly, like most of the people like I liked on the show, I would say like my least favorite people, like in the beginning, they kind of grew on me, but like Jake and Julie, like, I didn't really like Jake in the beginning and honestly like it didn't seem like anyone like a lot of the girls didn't and then Julie yeah. actually like was like kind of dating him I don't know if they're still dating we'll see no they're not they're they, definitely not. Uh, she, okay, yeah. they, she did an interview um the week of the finale and said like pretty much immediately like they were talking for a little bit when they got back and then very very quickly realized they were two very different people and I, yeah. the vibe I got is that she is probably very liberal and he's probably very conservative and that just like immediately kind of uh turned her off and yeah i was actually surprised that's my that, uh, like take on which i would assume the same yeah. i thought that they would have ended it like in the show honestly like i was like surprised that they were continuing yeah. it or like, at least gonna try to but i figured it was like they were you know that like the like you're in a secluded spot like we talk about this like with other shows where you're like you're in this like heightened of emotions like you're only together like on the outside mm-hmm. world like with big brother like all those yeah, shows and, like, yeah, yeah. and then once you see the real world like it's just not gonna work yeah um so that's how that's the vibe i got but i didn't so i didn't really like seeing them together like i liked julie alone but i didn't like her with jake mm-hmm. i agree um, yes exactly. so that kind of like put a tamper on that for me but I liked all the girls except for Lindsay. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like Lindsay was a little bit like fact savvy to everyone. I um, feel like Lindsay, like she said that she's a big, big brother fan. And I kind of got that vibe. Like now, after she said that, I was like watching it with a different eye with her. And I could see how she was really trying to like play that middle spot like on Big Brother, how that can really work on that show, you know, where you kind of take information from both sides mm-hmm. and you're that way, you know, you're every, both sides kind of think you're a mole for the other. Yeah. Um, and I could see how she was really trying to do that, but she just didn't do it very well. And it was so obvious that she was doing it, that uh, at least to the girls, it was obvious. <laughs> and so it didn't work for her, but um, yeah. I, I could tell that she was trying to kind of play it Play this like a Big Brother or Survivor type game. Yeah, for sure. Who are your favorites and least favorite? I think Tolu and Winnie, like you said, I love them. Um, I, I kind of towards the end, especially liked Gasper. 
Oh yeah. I, I like, like I really liked that he was kind of stood in his own stood his ground and voted for Lindsay. Um, and really like, even though the guys weren't necessarily like wanting him to do that, I kind of liked, you don't see that very, I feel like with guys alliances, they're usually, they're annoying because they work like, you know, like girls alliances, all girls alliances never work. And it's so frustrating because you always want to see it, but guys alliances, when they try it, it usually they do pretty well because they're pretty loyal to each other and they don't kind of go against each other. And there's not a whole lot of drama between them. But I kind of liked the guess where I was like, no, you know, I, I I don't like what how Lindsay's playing. And Tolu, when they revealed her vote history, voted exactly how she said. And um, and I kind of liked that he was like, you know what? I don't trust Lindsay. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote her out. Tolu doesn't deserve it. So I mm-hmm. I appreciated that with him. Yeah, um, I wonder, did any of the post-season interviews talk about him revealing that to anyone? Um, because he did lie about that vote. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't see. I mean, maybe they. Maybe he did in, in an interview. But I, I, if he did, I didn't really watch any long interviews with him. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm curious other, to hear like other people's reactions. So. Yeah. See, that's the type of thing that I think this show could improve upon too. Was that, like, at the end, Tolu, you know, decides to take the last offer, yeah. and then they just end it without revealing it <laughs> to everybody. I want to see everybody's reaction to that. Yeah, even Gasper asked her, like, whispered to her ear, was like, did you take it? And then she said no. I want to see everybody's, like, and and look, they should reveal it, like, kind of like, in a, you know how on Big Brother at the finale, after the votes are cast, yeah, they reveal all the secrets from the season? That's what mm-hmm. they needed to do with this, was yeah. to, after, you know, we know, okay, the show's over, you're each getting this amount of money, now we're going to reveal to you who took it. Like, that's what we needed. And that's the drama that that they could have gotten out of it. That was such a wasted uh, opportunity. But for season two, hopefully they will. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the, the last one that I wanted to say, I, I love Mama J. She was great. Oh. <laughs> I, I felt like she was the type of player that to me, like, screamed, like, I'm a survivor or, like, fan. Like, I, you know, like, she could t- like it seemed like she watched all these shows, but then I was just listening to her interview on Rob Has a Podcast. She'd never seen a reality show before. Oh my gosh. And she played yeah. so well. Yeah, I really liked her too. And it was funny. I like, we don't also see anyone knowing that that's how she left, of how she just like took the money and left. Um, yeah. We don't have anyone's reaction for that either, which I feel like we should have heard someone say something like that. of like, that's why she left. Mm-hmm. Um, which also I feel like was really iconic in that way. It was like she's like, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, they they really needed that that like kind of like the mole even does it like where at the at the end at the finale they once the mole is revealed and the winner like they have just like it's not very long it's like a twenty minute like just kind of reunion where all the all the cast comes back and they go through all the sabotages and clues from the season that's what they should have done with this like I don't you know they don't necessarily need a whole like you know reunion separate filming day just kind of bring them all back for the finale everybody who left and just have them all sit in the backyard and just you know talk for you know 15-20 minutes and reveal all the secrets and get everyone's reactions that's all you need yeah well hopefully they do that for the next season yeah um 
would you have going back to kind of all the offers that were presented throughout the season were there any particular ones that you thought oh like i would i would take that or that or specifically any that you think you wouldn't have taken i think the one that julie took of the fifteen thousand dollars if you vote someone out who goes home i think i might have taken that one just because like in that way like she had a good alliance and then she could have made it so that like they had the same person to go home and that was an easy week for her to do it too because that was when Bryce announced that he was the millionaire and Mm -hmm. so I think that one would be a good one like that one was probably the only one I would really take I I was thinking about the last offer too because then like no one knows really that you took it like when Tolo didn't announce that she took that 25,000 but I also would feel bad a a bit about like that very end of like it could be split with more people like, more people get more money by not getting that amount but at least like the fifteen thousand dollars that Julie already took like people already knew that was out so it wasn't as much like at the very end there as much of like that hit at the end of being like oh now the money's less um so I think those two were like the most enticing yeah no I agree I think honestly, there's, I think the only ones that I might not have taken were the ones that you had to, if you look at the offer, you take it. I think Mm -hmm. those are the only ones that would scare me a little bit. Cause I feel like in my mind, I would think, oh, this must be really bad. Like this must be like pretty un, un, an unattractive offer. Cause like they don't trust that I would take it if I saw it. (laughs) So I think that's the only ones that I probably wouldn't take, but otherwise probably would take most of them I think the ones that I saw because like a lot of them too like you could kind of take and not tell anyone especially not knowing that later on like you know things are potentially going to be revealed like voting histories and whatever like a lot of them you could probably figure out a way to take and not tell anyone that you took it uh, type of thing or I I don't know I I yeah, I think I probably would take most of it. I just think that's kind of like the fun of the game. I think it's like, you know, you, you go on a show like this and it's like, yeah, I'm just going to take whatever comes my way. Like, I'm going to, you know, I want the full experience type of thing. And whether it works or doesn't work, like, I'd rather take it and, you know, and not work out than, than play it safe, not take it, and then still not go home with very much money. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I, I feel like with the release of this show there was some conversation that i saw online about kind of netflix reality shows as a whole that a lot of them are kind of very similar to one another and have a very similar feel and that they don't necessarily like have their own unique identities because i feel like you know the traders for example on peacock like the traders is very like has its own personality you know it's like in this scottish castle and it's very uh it's a very unique like a unique personality to that show whereas something like the trust i feel like it it didn't necessarily have its own unique personality i don't know how to describe that but it feels like you know like the mole the trust surviving paradise they all have kind of a very similar feel to them. And then shows like, you know, like love is blind and the ultimatum are very similar to one another. Do you feel like that's a problem at all for Netflix shows? Do you, do you kind of see that at all? Or do you think, is that not something that, that bothers you? 
No, I definitely noticed it. And also with like their confessionals, like the way that they set it up and like the video quality and all that kind of stuff. Like it's like good quality editing, good quality videos, but it does feel like very similar in the way that they're editing and showing, portraying those messages. Mm-hmm. Um, so other, uh, other shows as well. And like, in general, like I didn't, it didn't bother me. Like, I think like it is nice, I guess, if there is a more variety in that, but since the show itself was different, like the fact that like maybe the similar setting and like the video and all that stuff like is similar, the actual concept of the show feels different. So then it like doesn't affect me. I feel like as much of like, it was like just another love show, you know, like, or like that kind of like vibe, but I do think that they might need to vary it up a bit in the future. People might get tired of that. Yeah. I think that there's room for a show to kind of grow its personality mm-hmm. and kind of figure out what, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Like remember season one of Survivor had all of these like cheesy things that they did that they just stopped doing after season one. And then like, you know, the kind of things that we know and love from, you know, Survivor, Big Brother, all these shows, like, you just kind of like they figure out what works and what doesn't work and like they kind of build their personality like over the season so i think there's room for that to to grow but i do see what people are saying with that and i i think that maybe even it's kind of a thing of like okay we're gonna try these few similar shows and we'll see which one you know probably not all of them are gonna take and then we'll see which ones come back for season two and then, you know, we'll kind of like get like one of this show, one of the, you know, one of these shows. And then like, not all of them are going to, you know, keep coming back season after season. And then we'll kind of like the one that does work, we'll kind of build out and, you know, grow from there. So yeah, for we'll sure. see. but yeah, but I, I do see what people are saying with that. Um, and then lastly, is there anything specifically, um, you know, we talked a little bit about this already and uh, it's different ideas, but, um, is there anything for season two, if it does come back that, um, specifically you would think would be important for the show to change that you would want to see? Um, well, I think with the specifically with the challenges, I feel like those could be improved upon or like have more stakes or something related to it that like matters more. Like it didn't feel like those really mattered a ton. Um, and with the vault situation, I feel like that could also be handled differently. Um, it just felt like, I don't know, almost like produced in that way. Like it was like, you kind of was like, you knew like, like the way that they did the vault situation, like someone was like, you're just chosen to go down there. Like, lucky you. Like, okay. Um, but overall, like, I think just with, with that, I can definitely improve upon those aspects of the show and then also for sure increase the money pot if they can (laughs) um but those would be my main three things I would say yeah I I think just something to more so entice them to uh to really be greedy Mm -hmm. and and take the offers and vote people out and we did excuse me we we did see that this season i think they were kind of almost lucky that they got the cast that they did and well maybe not lucky because they casted them so they did a good job with that but i do think that with 
the rules and the prize amount and everything from this season, I think there, if that were to exactly continue in another season with a different cast, I think they could have easily gotten a cast that just wasn't really playing the game and, and just was like, yeah, you know, there's not too much that is enticing us to, to vote people out. So, you know, we're just going to kind of lay around and, and I'll trust each other. So I think just giving them more, more opportunities to, to sabotage and, and be greedy and, uh, and, to take those offers. I, I think that in, in season two, just to kind of expand upon that. And I think that could create a more interesting game. Yeah. Not just one big happy family. Like yeah. Brian and Gasper and Jake all wanted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like if they just kind of like in another season where you didn't get like a Winnie and Tolu who were kind of not willing to just go along with that then you could have easily gotten a really, really boring season. So I think, yeah, I think if if the prize money was higher and the stakes were higher, then like you said, I think that you wouldn't have gotten that so many people wanting to do that, wanting to just all kind of split it amongst themselves. So um, we will see if it does come back for a season two. And I'm sure if it does, we will cover it and see what they've done with it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week to talk about Vanderpump Rules, uh, which just started last night. We are so excited to delve into the new season of that. So we will uh, chat with you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye.